Give us the grace that we need. Help us to overcome all our weaknesses. Guide us through, Lord Jesus. Make us closer to the word of God that we are going to hear from Brother Joe's. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us in engaging in a meaningful discussion. Allow us to grow closer as a group and nurture the bonds of community. Bless and anoint Brother Joe as he shares your word with us, Lord. We surrender all of us gathered here and our families to you. Bless and protect us. We cover ourselves with your precious blood and our holy blood. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. So, do you remember, I mean, last week I missed you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a blessing for me. Why? Because you missed me? <laughs> it's not that it was such a blessing. It's because we are, I'm here in Bangalore. It's a testimony. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm here in Bangalore and we traveled to Mangalore last week. 23rd was our, um, my mother's, um, sorry, my mother-in-law's uh, first year death anniversary. Okay. And, uh, and I was so committed for this session and I was feeling so low that I'm going to miss this session. And, I'm not, and I was thinking everyone, including my sisters, Varina, yourself, and all of us, I was wondering, oh my God, I'm going to miss now. What am I going to do now? There will be assignment, there will be prayer, there will be praise and worship. And I was thinking, I think it was a blessing from my mother-in-law probably and for all of us that the session was postponed and I was not able to miss this wonderful opportunity. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So remember like what, what we discussed last time, the butterfly stuff, right? the caterpillar to butterfly. I hope you enjoyed that, exploring the nature, yeah. finding the spiritual truths hidden in nature. Um, so today we are going to Okay, this this session is going to be very serious, uh, very serious revelations. I would say, not maybe more. No, I don't know. But at least ninety five percent of Christians don't know this. Okay, at least Catholics. So pay keen attention uh, to what we are going to discuss. So let's pray once more. Holy Spirit, guide all of us in this session today. We want to learn more about the kingdom of God. We are opening our heart to your wisdom and to your knowledge, Holy Spirit, who lives in us. We are surrendering our body, mind, everything to you. And we are declaring that we will be conquerors, warriors for the kingdom of God. Teach us, Father. Teach us through your spirit. I'm surrendering myself to you, Father. Please forgive me from all my sins and transgressions. And talk through me so that we all will bring glory to you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's remember the time when we were discussing the crossing of Dead Sea. We kind of left them there, right? They haven't crossed yet. Remember? We yeah. were in the land of unknown, facing the darkness, and then we went somewhere. Now Moses and uh, all Israelites are waiting for us in the Dead Sea. We will go back there. But before that, Let's go to a scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 2. It's one of the difficult scriptures to understand. St. Paul, as usual, he 
he's he's guru in like writing complex sentences which has very deep meaning which is very hard to decipher even st peter in his letter says st paul has written so much which is hard to understand um so this is one of those scriptures first corinthians chapter 10 verse 2 can someone read all be baptized okay Why or maybe you can read uh, one and two yeah I do not want you to be unaware brothers and sisters that our ancestors were all under the cloud and all all passed through the sea and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all are the same spiritual food That, and all right that's good enough so what does the scripture say it says that we know that our ancestors like he's talking about Moses and Israelites cross the red sea and it yeah. says that they were baptized into what you know baptized baptized into moses right yeah. isn't that confusing how, how can someone baptized into moses we know about baptism by water what other baptism do we know have you heard about any other baptisms in the bible spirit baptism by spirit now it's talking about baptism into moses but by what is what are they baptized can you read a little bit more they were all baptized into moses in the cloud in the cloud in the sea and in the sea can anyone tell me what it is oh, i read the scripture and i was talking about fire holy spirit yeah but st paul is specifically saying in in the cloud but how about sea sea doesn't have any holy spirit i agree fire, cloud is the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire and that's the holy spirit water water is the sea that's the sea which was partitioned i mean separated for the israelites to be free from right so there is water and there is spirit right water, because water cleans right yeah so let's say sea is water and the cloud pillar of cloud we know that pillar of cloud and pillar of fire was holy spirit right because holy spirit led them when holy spirit moved they moved in new testament always remember old testament the shadow giving spiritual secrets just like joseph was a shadow of holy spirit the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire which led israelites in during this wilderness journey in the new testament in our life we have holy spirit who is leading us in this journey to the kingdom of god teaching us how to move telling us where to go etc etc when holy spirit moves we should move in the portsment the pillar of cloud and pillar of fire mode israel mode so we should that's one spiritual secret we should always remember we need to be very close to holy spirit we should be to hear his voice okay that's a separate subject but remember that but here st paul is saying they were baptized into moses by the cloud or in the cloud and the sea so let's go back into that picture when when they were crossing let's see what happened in uh, do you remember which we were reading the crossing of red sea exodus chapter 14 verses 19 yes 14 so let's read from verse 15 so what happened is like they are camping in the 
land of unknown, the big doll, and then they're facing the darkness, kingdom of darkness, right? Then, then this happened. The pharaoh, pharaoh, and then the all Egyptian army came. They were scared. They were crying out. Now they are disbelieving more. Okay, remember this. They are having unbelief. They they say this one. They're complaining to Moses. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptian than to die in the desert. So they have complete unbelief. Right? They, they are not believing in Moses, nor the God the Moses promised. Now Moses is doing something. And like, uh, Can we read from verse 15? Then the Lord said to Moses, why do, why? You cry out? why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to go to, forward. Okay, to, the, to move on. And then start reading from uh, verse 19. The angel of God, who was going before the Israel army, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud Move from in front of them and <laughs> place behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. And so the cloud was there with the darkness and it lit up the night. One did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and turned the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. The Israelites went into the sea on dry ground, the waters forming a wall for them on their right and on their okay. left. Okay, so let's imagine or try to imagine this picture. Moses raised his voice and cried out to the Lord, like, do something, Father. You brought me here. And God asked him to take the staff and command. So first thing, don't expect God to take you from the Egypt, pick you up from the... I mean, he could have done that, right? He could have taken the entire Israelites. Like we know in the New Testament, the Spirit will carry Philip, like transmit him through the skies. That can be done. We know it's instant. He could have done... Instantly transfer the uh, entire Israelites into the land of Canaan. That could have been done, but that's not how we are supposed to. Or we need to go on this journey by ourselves. God is not going to pick us up and then suddenly tomorrow an anointing coming. And then you will be just like that. Just because Brother Raji prayed over you and then suddenly you became like a saint. No, that's wishful thinking. That's what this world wants because we get everything in instant. Uh, the physical realm. So we also want the spiritual realm the same way. But that's what's wrong. That's spiritual principle number two. We have to listen. How remember? God has given us certain talents, both physical and spiritual. We need to use that. Moses has to use his staff and then proclaim the word, right? Then in believing, believing God, he did some action. And as a result of that, now God is acting. There are a few things which is happening. Remember? We discuss this one. The angel of the Lord. Who was the angel of the Lord? Jesus. We discussed that, right? The angel of the Lord. 
Yeah. Jesus. Anyone confused on that point? You should be very. No. Jesus Christ. Because when when Exodus introduces this angel, it's meaning that this angel can forgive sins, and he also says um, this angel is carrying in the name of the Father, and there are many other things which makes makes us teaches us that this angel of the Lord is not a normal angel or an ordinary angel, but he is speaking of angel of the Lord, who Jesus Christ Himself is. The angel of the Lord did something different. Now he was going in front of Israelites. He came back, and now standing between who the armies of Egypt and Israel. The army of Israel. So first, uh, the third spiritual principle we should listen when we use our talents, both spiritual and physical, to seek the kingdom of God, to go forward in the kingdom of God. To, they're heading towards the land of Canaan. So same way we want to get into the kingdom of God, right? More and more we try, the more you seek, what will happen? There are supernatural helps happening. Jesus Christ himself will come and then stand between the kingdom of darkness and between us so that we can, there's a war between the kingdom of darkness and the one who is seeking the kingdom of God. And second thing happens, what happens next? After angel of Lord, what happened? The pillar of cloud, the pillar of cloud moved. In front the pillar of, of cloud also moved. So let's read another. So you need to know one thing about this pillar of cloud. When we think about pillar of cloud, we might think like a, a cloud, a pillar, and then a cloud, right? Maybe like, I don't know, like a, a normal pillar. But it's not a normal pillar. When you read the Bible, it talks about what this cloud was like. Do you know how many people were there when they head out to land of Canaan? How many people did Moses bring out from Egypt? Any guess? Sorry, Sorry we can't hear you. 40,000? No. Over 600,000, Stephen is saying. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, that scholars say it's without counting the kids and uh, wives. So we don't know. Well, at least seven to more than seven lakhs, let's say. Imagine seven lakh people walking in a desert. How big they are, right? And if you read Psalm 105, verse 39. Psalms 105, verse 39. It gives us a description of the spring, uh, this cloud. What was this cloud? Is this like a pillar which is moving in front of them? There are seven like people. Are they looking at a pillar and then following it? Or is it something else? So Psalms 105, 39. He spread, up, he spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light by night. So they asked... That's enough. Yeah. So it says... He spread a cloud for what purpose? For covering. covering. So how big would be that cloud? To cover the entire seven lakh people, right? They're being covered. Or you can say they are under the cloud, right? They're under the cloud. Now this cloud, which was before them and over them, they start, came back and stood with angel of Lord. That's what the Bible says. So they are under the cloud. 
being covered by cloud. And what does it say in the Bible about the water? What happened to the sea? It says, it's went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on the left. So imagine seven like people crossing and there's a big wall of water on both sides, right and left. And what is in their top? Cloud. The cloud. The cloud. Or we can say they are enveloped or they're inside Above. the water and the cloud, right? As if they are put inside a packet. Do you know what the meaning of baptism? The real meaning of baptism, literal meaning. Coming out original sin, washing away your original sin. Uh, that's a spiritual implication, but what is the English word baptism means? You can Google if you want. Or anyone knows? We are all baptized, right? We keep saying these words, but we sometimes don't think deep enough to understand it. Is it something Christians figure made up the word? No. Baptism means immersion. Immersion, right? So that, that's that's why there's a big debate saying whether we should be immersed, whether we sprinkle. I mean, that's a different topic. But baptism means immersion. Immersion. What happens when you're immersed? Usually we call immersion for water, right? We are immersed in water. When we take a deep dive in swimming pool, we are immersed in water. Or I can rephrase it saying that we are surrounded by water. water. We are under the water. Now, if you look at the right, if you are in a swimming pool, in, if you are immersed in water, to the right, you will be having water. To the left, you will be having water. In the front, you will be having water. In the up, you will be having water. You are completely under the water or completely surrounded by water. That's the immersion. Or I can say you are baptized in water. Got it? When we say baptized in water, that means or baptized in water. Baptism, think of it as immersion. So we are, if you are immersed in water, that's baptism in water. Then it's easy to understand, right? When baptism in spirit, what is it meaning? You're immersed in spirit. Yeah. Or you are, so when you are, in, anyone here drowned anytime? Do you have any experience of drowning in water, some kind of water body? Me, me, in the pool. Yes. In the pool? Okay. Anybody in a, in a real river kind of setup? River or sea? That's why that I got you. That is why I developed no river and sea, no. Only pool. Okay. Yeah, I had an experience. We, were, we went for rafting in river rafting um, when I was in Los Angeles. So we were a team of five or six people. I barely know swimming at that point. And we went for rafting. I didn't know what river, I mean, whether it's dangerous or not. I just went with the team. We went there. It's called Kern River, K-E-R-N River in California. And when we were driving up the mountain, it was written, 37 died, stay away and stay safe. So I was really scared. Oh, man, where did they where are they taking me? But anyway, uh, we went there and then they have given us, we had to sign all the waivers, etc. that if you're dead, we have no... Uh, response, etc. I was really scared, and that's the time when I get to know God 
uh, after um, maybe like four or five months there. Then I went on the river water rafting. So we were we were supposed to paddle according to the instructor's instructions, and it's it's rapid real river and it's flowing down. There are real class four river. I don't know if you have gone for rap, I mean river rafting, but depending on the class, the power of water will be very high when it hits you. Um, the rapid was really high, and I'm I'm already scared. And then I hear a voice saying, In "The next turn you are going to fall." And if you fall down, I mean, first of all, I don't, I'm not a good swimmer at that point, even now I'm not. But then, and this voice also was talking to me and saying, you are going to be drowning. You are going to be falling down. And I got really scared. And sure enough, that turn came and a big rapid came from nowhere, from the right side. It toppled all our boats. Oh, I was sitting on the side. All I can remember is a big gush of water coming and taking me. I never felt the power of water until then. In a swimming pool, yes, it's, there is water, but I never knew that water has this much power. And it took me. It took me as if I can't even move. I had a paddle with me. I can't even move my hands. It took me all the way down to the river. And I was under the, the next moment. All I can remember is like, I'm under the river. I'm, under, I'm completely immersed in the river but I can't even move my hands. It's so powerful. It's holding me down. The water is holding me down in the riverbed uh, so powerfully that I can't even lift my paddle. All I can just, I'm just staying there because the water is moving over me that powerfully. So that's the power of water. So if you are immersed in Holy Spirit, in, this, in my case, who is in control? My strength is not working. Water is controlling me. If the water flows that way, I'm thrown into that side. Water holds me, I'm still. If, he's, if it throws me into this side, I'm going that way. I really can't do anything. Water is controlling me. Same way when you are immersed in Holy Spirit, I told the story to understand the power or the real way you are baptized. The Holy, if you're immersed in Holy Spirit, you are not in control. Holy Spirit moves. The pillar of cloud moves and the Israelites move. The Holy Spirit moves to this side. We will go that way. Such a control over our body and mind is the baptism in Holy Spirit. Anyway, so now we understand immersion means we are surrounded by whatever we've been baptized by. If we are baptized by, and that makes sense now because St. Paul was saying more, they were baptized by what? The pillar of cloud Sorry, the cloud and then sea. the sea. Now you understand, right? They were surrounded by sea in the both sides, right and left. They have a big wall of sea. And on the top, they have a cloud. He was standing in the front and moved all the way down. So basically it came and covered them. Now they are enveloped or surrounded by sea and cloud. And they're baptized into, it didn't say that baptized into sea or cloud. They were baptized into who? Moses. Which means, let's read another to understand that a little bit better. Until then, this, just before that incident, they were complaining to Moses. They were having unbelief. They were saying, "You, why did you bring us here? We would have been rather be in the kingdom of darkness. We don't care about your God. And stuff. Now we are going to get killed. All that complaints and complete unbelief. After this happened, something 
they moved they were praising and worshiping while they were crossing the or the dry ground the god who delivered them and exodus 14:31 this was the effect of this baptism let's say the baptism in the cloud and the sea or basically the crossing the red sea they had this effect exodus 14 uh, verse 31 israel saw the israel saw the great work that the lord did against the egyptians so the people feared the lord and believed in the lord and his servant moses so now we understand they believed in god and his servant moses so this is the first time israel really israel means everyone they started believing in moses and the one who sent him so when we are when we are baptized we are believing into something or someone that's a effect so in the new testament everything is like shadows in the old testament so what exactly for trying to convey to us by that baptism of sea and the cloud which we know that water and spirit they were in the old testament they were baptized into moses and now in the new testament let's go and check out first corinthians chapter 12 13 1 corinthians chapter 12 13 Oh, the one baptized into Moses now read for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks whether slaves or free and have all and have all been made to drink into one spirit that's good so now see in the new testament Every one of us, every Christian who is baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are baptized into what? We think that baptism means we became a member of that church. We became a Catholic by being baptized in a Catholic church. We became somebody, a Protestant, by being baptized in a Protestant church. But there is much more than that. In the spiritual realm, something great happens. We are baptized into somebody. Spirit. No, it says something else. First Corinthians 4.13. Pay close attention. In the Old Testament, they were baptized into Moses. But in that Moses is a shadow of who? Remember Moses and Joshua, right? Moses, right. Moses led them from Egypt to outside the Egypt. So kingdom of darkness to kingdom of light. Who led us? Jesus Christ. So if the Old Testament was Moses, we must be baptized into Christ in the yeah. New Testament. And that's exactly what he's saying. For in one spirit, we all are baptized into one body. body. Jesus Christ. Whose body? Jesus. Jesus Christ. The body Jesus. of Lord Jesus Christ. The body of Lord Jesus Christ. It specifically says, not just Jesus Christ, but the body of Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is Okay, this is such a spiritual mystery we need to... I can't even talk now. Sure, but first you'll have to unlock your device. See, phones are misbehaving. 
Okay, so we are baptized into one body, Jesus Christ. So I always had this question when I came to know Lord Jesus Christ is real. You, cru- you, got, you crucified yourself in that cross. But why, why did you do that? What do I benefit from it? There is such a presence of Holy Spirit right now. Because these are the, the very essence of Lord Jesus Christ, what he did. There's a very essence of Father who planned all this out. And this is the biggest mystery in the entire kingdom of God. We are baptized into Jesus Christ's body. What happened to Jesus Christ's body? It was taken up into heaven. No, that's later. When he was here, what happened to his body? Let's analyze. Initially, what happened? Salvation. No, no, no. Just think about the physical things happened to his body. He was? Nailed. Tortured. He was tortured. He was nailed. He was being? He stripped off his garments. He was ashamed, naked. And then humiliated, all his body was beaten up unto the point that the bones were visible, right? (laughs) Then we read in Isaiah 53 that for our salvation, he took our curses, he took um, his stripes will heal us, right? Our pain, our sickness, he all carried in this body. Remember everything he carried in his body. He was then led to the cross and that cross he was nailed and that body went through all the suffering and died. Right? And then he was buried. Now, let's say if you are, now let's understand, I don't even know if we have the time to cover all this, but let's remember one more thing. We need to understand this one more analogy to understand the baptism really well. In the old times, nowadays we don't do much real letters. We usually send an email or a WhatsApp chat or a Facebook chat. Things are very easy. Back in the old times, how did we communicate? How did people communicate? Well, now we have post offices, right? So we will write the, do you remember the inland letter thing? Inland letter or even now let's say, if you are sending a check to somebody else, how would we send it? We write the check and then put it in, in an envelope and send it. Uh, let's say it's very fragile thing. How would we put? We bubble wrap it. We'll bubble then, wrap it. Or oh, let's say we, we have envelopes with the bubble wrap in it, right? Yeah. The, the better protection of the bubble envelope will make sure that the stuff inside is safe. Seems. And it will make, make, make sure that... Can Not we just send person. it like that or we need to put some stamp on it, right? We need to pay some money and then take it to the post office. They will put a stamp on it, which is a payment for the travel, right? Payment for the travel of this stuff inside the envelope. And what's the purpose of envelope? This envelope is, important, is needed only for the guaranteed delivery and the protection of things inside. So now think of that envelope. If, let's say... I am, or one of us, we, we are being in there, or like the thing inside us, is, isn't it baptized into that envelope? Can I think of it like that? It's surrounded by the envelope, right? Correct. 
immersed in the novel or surrounded by the novel so we can kind of analogy by analogy not quite well but we can say that it's surrounded or inside yeah, the novel so the rain came and this guy poster guy postman is carrying it the rain fell on the envelope did the check got wet no not really but if you had have sent the check directly it would have been ruined but the envelope is protecting but did the envelope got wet yeah it did but it was capable enough to protect the inside of it so same way the envelope was um, crushed envelope was went through a lot and when when uh, somebody put some heavy stuff over the envelope uh, it was cushed it was it was it went through a lot but it, what happened is like eventually it reached a destination they opened the envelope and the thing inside was safe so all this beating up all this rain and all this crushing out should have would have happened to the inside check but instead the envelope took all that and made the make made sure that it was safely delivered to the end and there was a price to pay somebody put a stamp on the envelope so now with that analogy we'll try to understand what happens in our baptism so during baptism holy spirit comes and pick us each one of us we are fragile we are dead in our sin we have no idea about our identity we have we are a fallen nature every human being now when the moment we proclaim that we believe in jesus christ holy spirit came and took each one of us and wrapped us into the envelope of christ's body can you think about can you think like that we were enveloped or surrounded by jesus christ at that moment in spiritual and then he put a price on it which was his sacrifice because his death, burial resurrection and sitting at the right hand of god all his salvation everything he did for our salvation all was paid for the blood of jesus was the price he put on that so this envelope jesus christ and now we are safe inside lord jesus let's read let's see if we are, if i'm making up the story or if this is my hallucination or something was colossians colossians chapter 2 12 someone else can take galatians chapter 3 27 so colossians chapter 2 um verses 12 and somebody else take galatians chapter 3 27 buried with him the circumcision of christ buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised him through faith sorry in which you also were raised him through faith in the working of god who raised him from the dead so this is colossians chapter 2 12 st paul is saying when we are baptized you were buried with us him in baptism right you were buried with him in baptism did we ever get buried we are still alive right but say this is the spiritual truth that the moment we were in baptized we went through the burial process we were inside jesus christ we were put into jesus body which actually was buried so in effect in spiritual realm who got buried jesus jesus was buried but we got buried when we 
proclaim in this faith and when we are baptized we went through that burial we went yeah. through that burial we went through the crucifixion and the death and the burial and then in this verse it says in which you were also raised in which means in baptism you were also raised with him through the faith in the powerful working of god who raised him from the dead so we were buried we were crucified along with christ we were because we were in that envelope imagine that this envelope already went through all the stuff now we are going into this envelope by faith so he we went through everything jesus encountered and then now we are raised from the dead this is saint paul saying galatians 3:27 can we read as many of you as were baptized into christ have clothed yourselves with christ now see galatians chapter 3:27 just like the envelope and letter analogy this is exactly what happens when I, when if you are baptized you are clothed in christ and we if i wear a shirt i can say i'm immersed or i'm surrounded by the shirt right i am baptized into the shirt same way you are clothed into so saint paul is trying to make them understand in simple language in the layman's language think of this it's more like you are being clothed from the head to toe you are being covered by jesus christ that's what happens in your baptism that's what saint paul is saying so we should understand that all the bible verses is not just for holy reading and then say that says the word of god no it this is spiritual truth we this is our condition when we are baptized it's as if that christ came all over us his body just came and just like the iron man thing right iron man suit came and then he became iron man same way jesus christ comes and then surrounds us now if serious in the spiritual realm an angel is looking down at me or any one of you who is baptized who do they see jesus jesus when a fallen angel in the spiritual realm and they look at you who do they see jesus christ mother mary saints father god everyone looks at you and say that they are baptized into christ they and then father looks at me and say you are a king you are a priest you are just like my son you are holy because they are looking at jesus christ and that's why saint paul says my life is hidden in jesus christ now if you understand this or if you ponder this very deeply this is what jesus came for to prepare a body a living sacrifice which can be used as a hospital is now reminding me of the ship which noah built everyone inside the ship was saved they were baptized into sort of the bible but i'm saying that they were surrounded by that ship which god instructed and made same way and that that ship carried them through that wilderness or through that flood and eventually reached their destination and a new creation new generation was made same way we are in jesus christ if we understand the spiritual truth if once we start identifying the spiritual truth then we are ready for the journey just like in the beginning israel was baptized by in the sea and the cloud into moses we need to start identifying this i am baptized 
This is not something we need to get. It's already happened, but we never realized. I am baptized into Christ. Sin no longer has any authority over me because I am already in Jesus Christ, who took all that beating, all that curse. The curse of sin was death. If you eat from the forbidden fruit, you will die spiritually and physically. That was the law and the curse, the effect. Jesus Christ already died. He was spiritually dead at that moment when he was separated from Father and Holy Spirit on that cross when sin was put on him. So I am in a body which already took the effect of sin. So am I going to be cursed again? No. I'm in a body which has already been buried and been resurrected and sitting at the right hand of the Father. So now, if, if our theory or our understanding is right, St. Paul must have said somewhere that if you are baptized, if you are a Christian, where are we now? Where should we now in spiritual order? Where is Jesus now? Wherever Jesus' body is, does Jesus have a body right now? No. No. Yeah, that's a good interesting question. Let's actually think about it. Does Jesus have a body right now? He has no because that Thomas touched him. Yeah, see? When he came back from death, did he did he have a body or was he more like a spirit? No, it was like we don't, we don't think about all this. No, he had body. His body, yes, but because he goes, even though he's got body, he goes through the doors. Mm -hmm. So that's the homework. Go figure out whether he has a body and what all. What, what how can we... people will see him if he had body only? They'll see him. No? Right. So let's figure out. There are many instances when we can prove that he also ate food. He came, but not not a not, not a normal body because he came through walls when they were sitting inside a room. Transformed body. Right? Yeah, it is some kind of special superhuman, super powerful body. And where is he now? Did he he live the right hand of the Father in heaven? Living inside us? In our midst. No, no, no. That's there. But, but where is his body? I mean, what happened to after the ascension? Sorry. He's after the father. resurrection, what happened? The right, hand of the, the right hand of the Father. Did he leave that body and then left? What no. does the Bible say? No, no. He no. took... He went. He was he the, 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 the body. So wherever he is, his body is there. <laughs> yeah. This resurrected body. Right? Yeah. And what are we baptized into? His body. Water and fire. Jesus Christ. We were all baptized into <laughs> his, his body. body. Yeah, not Jesus Christ. Yeah, he is Jesus Christ, but to the body, right? We are surrounded by the body. That means we are in the body. Correct? I was in the river when it was I was when we fell down. It was when it was controlling me. So the spiritual truth, whether we feel it or not, in spiritual realm, we are in his body. In his body. And his yes. body is at the right hand of the Father. So if our, theory, if our our conclusion is right about baptism. St. Paul must have said, we are now at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, we are flown. Okay, so that's another homework. Did he say that or not? Okay, so that we'll figure out. So now we understand that this is the Christianity, essence of Christianity. We are not, until today, we never thought about all this stuff. We never thought that Jesus had a body after resurrection, like a real body. Now, St. Paul is saying, 
uh, now we understand, have a new understanding about baptism. We are being surrounded by whatever we are baptized into. So the water baptism is a symbol, an earthly symbol. Just like the Old Testament is a shadow of the New Testament, we have earthly symbols like a butterfly is an earthly symbol of resurrection, is a living symbol. Same way, when we are baptized into water, the water doesn't have any magic power in it, but we are declaring, we are giving a physical evidence publicly saying that we are taking this wow. We, we are taking about this belief system or like let's say that we are declaring that there is no other God but Jesus Christ. And he came down and he redeemed me and we hate sin. We are renouncing the kingdom of darkness, all that we are declaring. And then we get into baptism. That's a physical symbol of what we are taking up inside our heart. And the moment we do that, we are baptized into Christ, which means from that day onwards, we are or we were in Jesus Christ, but we never realized. Yeah. So now, okay, I have 10 more minutes. Our topic is kingdom of God. What was the first thing we learned in our first session? There was a voice in the wilderness by John the Baptist saying what? Repent. Repent. The kingdom of uh, God is... Repent and turn from the sins because the kingdom of God is... Then John chapter 3, 5. Let's read this. John chapter 3, 5. And somebody else take Acts 2.38, meantime. Acts 2.38. Okay, let's read John 3.5. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do yeah. not be... So this is another thing Jesus said. How do we get into the kingdom of God? Without being born of water and spirit, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. Just like the uh, Old Testament, they, were, they went through this water and the cloud, which was a spirit, and then they started their journey. We also need to be baptized in water and baptized in spirit to start to get into the kingdom of God. This is what people call born again experience, born again. Our spirits are born again in the baptism. We will learn about that next week. What happens in the spiritual realm when we, when we get baptized, even as a child? We were born again, which means we became a new baby into a new world. A new baby, when we come to that world, we have no idea what the world is. We need help. We need to grow up. We need to... We will take some time to understand the new world we are born into, and then we became experts, right? So same way, on that baptism day, we were born into the spiritual realm. But the problem with us, we never grew up. We are still in that infant state. And we don't know how to navigate the spiritual world. We don't know we are how to navigate the kingdom of God. We are a born again, a a small babe in the kingdom of God. 
So now we need to start growing. We need to understand more about this world. We are learning. A, a boy or a baby, when he's born to this world, he had no idea. Right? All he can do is cry. And his mother takes care of him. And then once he grows, we have to educate him. Then he slowly learn about the understanding. And then he gets to know the world. Then he can roam around freely and then make use of this world or be something in this world. Same, same concept in this. Everything is a shadow, remember? Everything in the physical realm is a shadow. I don't think there is any other creature or, or any other creation which takes that much time to even walk. Right, human beings are the most intelligent, but when they are when they are baby, they are Very so helpless. We don't even walk. All we can do is cry. We can't even eat properly. So these are spiritual truth that when you are born into kingdom of God, that doesn't mean that okay, done with. It's just a beginning. Our baptism is just a beginning. Now we are learning. Now we are seeking. Now that we have understood this, this is at the beginning. But uh, the unfortunate thing is not not even one person I would say know this truth that we are born again into Christ's body we are surrounded by Christ's body the more you understand this the more bold you become the more you will never say that I am a worthless sinner you will see the value of cross value of Jesus Christ what he did there then only we will respond in love only when something of value happens to us, when we know that, okay, my why do I like my father? Well, I love my father and mother. There are many other parents out there, but I love my father and mother so much because they spend their life for me. They have seen them doing sacrifices for me. And that means they valued me. And that the response of that is the love. If they just if somebody just comes and right, oh, this is your father and this is your mother, start loving them. I cannot love anybody like that. I understand what they did in their life. It may have taken a lot of time. My dad passed away last year, but now there, it took a lot of time for us to understand. Sometimes when we understand, we understand our parents when we become parents. At the when when I take care of my kids, I understand that my parents took all that effort to make me the person I am. That's when we start. We can really start loving. Until then, I can say, oh, yeah, he's my father. I love him. We can do all that stuff. But it won't come from your heart. The more you ponder about what happened in the baptism, what, then you understand the value of course, what he did to us. Then we start loving him deeply. So remember the homeworks. One, did St. Paul really said that we are seated in the right hand of the father? Another one is whether Jesus had a real physical body and what are the instances which will prove it and the Bible verses. So we learned a lot of stuff today. We understood mm -hmm. baptism in a new, new perspective, which is actual truth. So, no, so when, when we, people are fighting about baptism, just ignore. It's not about what you do in the physical realm. It's all about what Jesus Christ did and how we are involved. So when today, when we are going to sleep, or when we are out there, always remember, Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never leave you, which means he's always with us. 
we always think that holy spirit is inside i mean we never thought about that before but in these sessions we always remember we try to remind us this is the temple of the holy spirit this body the temple of holy spirit and now we are we are understanding that now we are covered by jesus christ too so we have jesus christ and holy spirit remember what happened in that exodus 14 angel mm-hmm. of lord moved back moved back from moved. the front to the over them and then the spirit also hovered them and they stood between the armies of egypt and the army armies of israel so we the kingdom warriors every one of us a warrior everyone is an army in itself we are being protected yes been surrounded by jesus christ and holy spirit and the kingdom of darkness can't even reach us this is a spiritual truth unless we allow them so with this understanding let's finish uh, today's session we will continue in the next session how to deeply understand what this exchange or this body what's my benefit if i am in the body of christ and how would be how would that benefit in the physical realm must we walk and understand more about kingdom of god because we are babes in christ we are born again but we are spiritually infants so this week i want you to spend more time with holy spirit more time with holy spirit every morning and ask him only one thing teach us teach me about the kingdom of god i want to grow in the kingdom of god i don't i no longer want to be the spiritual infant i want to know more i want to grow more and be a good citizen in the kingdom of god a good ambassador of christ so at least spend 30 minutes in the morning the best time to pray is in the morning when you just wake up spend time with holy spirit so close your eyes and pray once Our heavenly father you are an amazing god you are an amazing father you hide everything from the wise people of this world but you are revealing all those secrets through holy spirit to this unworthy souls whom we are like we are not brilliant people and we are thanking you for that grace and honor and that privilege to know you more jesus christ today we understood in a greater meaning how, what you did in the baptism when you said unless you are born again you can't enter into the kingdom of god unless we are being born into you we are born baptized into christ jesus we cannot enter the kingdom of god we understood all that we understood baptism with the knowledge of the envelope you were that envelope who took all the beating you took that beating and by your stripes we were left unharmed now we understand that scripture father in isaiah 53 when he prophesied that there will be a messiah the christ the savior the envelope from heaven will descend so that we can be protected you took that stripes so that i can be healed so we today we are declaring that sickness don't have any more authority over me because you already took that punishment by his stripes we are healed so we are declaring any one of us father today when we know this truth when we are declaring in my heart and by our mouth that we are healed in by his stripes 
Isaiah 53, entire power of the Isaiah 53 scripture. Let that descend upon people right now and let them be healed. Let all the wounds hear the word of God. And I speak unto every sickness, every spirit of infirmity, leave them right now. You don't have any more authority because we know the truth that we are being buried. We are being dead. We are being raised up in Christ Jesus. And you no longer have any more authority. Depart from us. Be healed. Be healed. Every organs in us, every organ system in us right now, be healed in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. All the glands, hormones, imbalance, everything be nullified. Be in equilibrium. Be restored. Whatever is broken in our body, mind, and soul. Every anxiety, depression, and other mental illnesses. Be gone in the name of Lord Because we are baptized into his body. We are more than conquerors. We are resurrected with him. Sin doesn't have any more power over us. Kingdom of darkness doesn't have any more power over us. And we are thanking you, Holy Spirit, and thanking you, Lord Jesus Christ, because you are staying as a cover, as a fortress to prevent all the darkness coming near. So we are rebuking every unholy spirit, every unclean spirit which happened to be in our families and in our life through our sins and our own willful acts of sin. We are no longer having any agreement with you. Today is signing this awful letter, signing this agreement with Lord Jesus Christ. We are renewing our baptismal promises now that we understand it better, that we belong to Lord Jesus Christ. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are no longer slaves to sickness. We are kingdom values. We are born into the kingdom of God. Father, I'm pleading the blood of Lord Jesus Christ on all of us, in all the families, their children, and wherever they're working, wherever they're going, we know that now Jesus Christ is with us. Holy Spirit is with us. When we walk, you walk. When we go, Holy Spirit comes. When we raise up our hand, you are raising your hand. So we will be cautious in our words. We will be cautious in our thoughts. We will be cautious in our actions that we don't want to bring dishonor to kingdom of God. Mother Mary and all the saints, thank you for your intercession. Thank you for your protection. We ask you for continuous protection. And all the angels, we are especially asking you to assist in this battle. Until we meet again, Father, protect us with your precious blood. We are under the pillar of cloud, pillar of fire. Angel of Lord, Jesus Christ, bless us, cover us by your blood and keep us safe. We ask everything in the mighty and wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you all. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll see you next week. Be safe. Uh, be with Thank, you, Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you. I have, a, I have a testimony, a small testimony. Yes. My neighbor, she had severe back pain. Okay, every time she kept saying about back pain, and she was planning to go for surgery. You know, so I, they are. Uh, she's from the Baptist church. I asked her, uh, why don't don't they pray in your church? Then she said, Yeah, Varina, they prayed. I should ask them. So then one day uh, when we are having last week by Bible class before coming, I told her, Lori, today we should pray on your back. So she said, yes, yes, we should pray on our back. I that, you know, all of you are praying on my back. And we are just three of us, Lizzie, but the other two are not coming. 
So that day we had a discussion, discussion, and after that we we said, oh, sorry, uh, you sit, uh, we will pray on you." And she, but she stood up, and then as she stood up, um, um, Lizzie kept her hand on her back on top. I kept my hand uh, on the uh, on lower back. But, you know, she's not my friend, that close friend that I can. Or we are not like she's not Indian, like to keep my hand touching her. So there was a little gap, but just on her. A top I had to and we started praying we started uh, we we started saying 1 Peter 2 24 and then I said Isaac 37 and all those things you know that you know everything be aligned and everything and I started feeling very hot near her back and then I thought maybe I'm only feeling you know it's maybe it's mine my mind so we just I continued praying you know and then we said okay you're okay Laurie you're healed in Jesus name and amen we said immediately Lizzie asked Laurie did you how do you feel so then Laurie said, uh, you know, I felt nice and I felt that wherever Varina was touching, there was heat coming. You know, it was feeling very hot in that area. And then Lizzie said, yes, even I was feeling the heat upstairs where she was putting it. I said, oh, so, I mean, it's all so happy that word of God is so strong. And, you know, it was so powerful that she was getting healed. Praise yeah, God. Praise, my God. Praise the Lord. When you are in the kingdom of God, whatever you bind here will be bound there. And yeah. that's a, I wouldn't say it's a healing gift. That's just the nature of kingdom of God. Yeah. Now start walking in it. Because if you if you brand it as a healing gift, you will only believe having a healing gift. Your mind will not go after that, before that, right? We have every gift. You will having every gift Jesus Christ had because we are in the body of Christ. So thank you for that wonderful testimony. And everyone should try out. Stop crying and just like Moses did, take, the, take your anointing, speak the word, fight your diseases, fight your sicknesses, fight the kingdom of darkness in your family and for all of us. Keep fighting the good fight. So we'll see more and more testimonies for sure. Praise God. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. 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 Bye.